This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to the Human Animal Connection Show, where we believe we can communicate with all animals. Join us as we explore the 33 principles and healing methods of the human animal connection. As animal lovers, we know that you share our commitment to making the world a kinder place for all creatures. Together, let's embrace the transformative healing power of the human animal connection. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Human Animal Connection Show. I'm your host, Michael Overly, and I'm with the amazing, intelligent, prescriptive, out of this world, Jeannie Joseph. Jeannie, thanks, <laughs> thanks so much. Thank you. Good to be with you. <laughs> so today we are talking about shaking wisdom, which many indigenous people understood the value of shaking to for health, for well-being, for mental health, physical health, spiritual health. And animals do shaking. You've probably seen your dog shake. <laughs> And we are very methodical about using shaking wisdom in the human-animal connection. We do it methodically. So when I work with the soldiers with PTSD, for example, one of the things we do, we'll put on a really fun song, like a 50s song, you know, um, and just shake it out. And after three minutes of shaking, it's hard to be unhappy. <laughs> it just it just really lifts the spirits and tunes up the brain, tunes up the body, and gets you kind of re-engaged with life. And one, oh, that's cute. There's a roadrunner outside my, my window, just ran by. <laughs> um, speaking of movement, yeah. So what's interesting is that an, in nature, when a prey animal has been chased by a predator and gets to a safe spot, one of the first things they do is shake it out. You know, they'll just do a little quick little shake. And this is a really wise thing to do because what they're doing is they're shaking out the cascade of stress chemicals, the adrenaline, the cortisol, and so on. And these chemicals need to be moved out of the body. You know what I mean? If you just if you just freeze um, and stay absolutely still, they're going to just kind of hang around that chemistry. But if you shake it out, it kind of shakes out the cobwebs. And you probably heard football coaches say, oh, just shake it out. You know, and it sounds like they don't know what they're just trying to deny what you're, but the truth is, is that it's really good wisdom to shake it out. And it's not something you can do in public because people will think you're having some kind of fit and get scared or freaked out. <laughs> I have to say that because I taught the soldiers this and they did this in the elevator at the Army Medical Center and I got in trouble. <laughs> they went to the DFAC and, blah, you know, they did all the shaking. But so, but in the privacy of your own home to the music that you love, to just give yourself a shake. And it's a wonderful thing to do in the morning. And you can do it for as long as you want. I mean, there's traditions like in Bali, there's a a, um, um, a shaking master there, Bagu, I forgot his name. Uh, anyway, anyway, but they shake for hours a day, which I don't recommend. But, you know, that uh, a basic home session could be a 45-minute shake. But I think three minutes of shaking, you'll see it really, it, it does like what you hope caffeine will do, but without any of the jittery negative impact of that. So, it's free, it's fun, and it's really therapeutic. That's amazing. I, I see all the time when indigo gets cranked up and then she'll, yeah. sh she'll literally shake it off after. Just shake it off. And whenever I see one of my dogs shake, I say thank you because I know they're, they're two things. They're shaking off the stress and it doesn't have to be super stress. It could be anything, you know, just a little stress that they have the wisdom to shake it out. So I say thank you because they're doing self-care and they're also letting me know, oh, something that just happened that was stressful. And it could be just the littlest thing, you know, they heard a noise or whatever, you know, I mean, it doesn't have to be a 
big, terrible thing, but they have the wisdom to shake it out. So whenever your dog shakes, consider it a communication. They're letting you know something was a little bothering me and I'm just handling it and everything's fine now. And that's a good thing. And it's good for us to be aware. Well, what was it that caused that little stress? Maybe it was something, it could be anything. So this is a way that if we pay attention to that signal, we can see what it is that's triggering them and how they're handling that. And it's a very good thing. So you never want to stop a dog from shaking. And it's just a very therapeutic thing to do. I used to work in emergency medicine. Yeah. Years level on trauma. Oh. And I've seen people get their adrenaline, so their levels so high and not know what to do with it when the event was over. And right. People get sick. They, don't, they start vomiting. Right. Or they start shaking their control and they don't understand what's going on. They don't, right. It's not a purposeful thing is my point. Yes. So, yeah. This, this is an amazing way to discharge that energy. Right, right. And, you know, in our society, we the, we want to, when we see someone shaking, we, we our first impulse is to stop the shaking. But the truth is, is that the shaking is, is a very natural, normal thing to do. And we should help people, you know, to, to shake and say, yes, this is great. You're shaking it out. Good for you. Yes, this is great. This is, you know, give them reassurance that this is a good thing. So that shaking is a little bit different. So I just want to talk about the different types of shaking. So we've got like when a dog gets out of the bath and they'll do that little shake and that's for the purpose of getting the water off and getting their, their fur all sorted out. Um, and then there's the little shake that I mentioned that's not involving water that some stressor has happened. And then the third type of shaking is involuntary, like when there's been a lot of trauma, and we'll see this with the shaking in the shelter, or like you mentioned in the emergency room. So that's a little bit different. And with the humans, we want to assure them, you know, this is your nervous system just throwing off the energy. This is natural and normal. We want to help the human understand it. With the dogs, we want to give them some, um, some support because they are over threshold. So they can't manage it themselves if they're in that just constant shaking. And we see this in the shelter. Sometimes dogs are just shaking for hours or days or whatever. And so that's where we use our, our healing techniques to help them calm their nervous system down so that they're not in that continuous shake state, because that's a little bit different. But the, 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 for the, on the human side, doing the deliberate shaking, which is for therapeutic use, where you choose to shake, is very, very, very healing. And the Kalahari Bushmen, which was a very, 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 very old culture, um, they do it for healing. Like the shamans will will do, they will do a vibrating healing as a healing force, and they'll do it for themselves or for others. So they will get into this like literally vibrating state and and touch another person in a, in a therapeutic way for the with the intention of healing, and this is their medicine. So there's a book called. Um, Shaking Medicine by uh, Bradford Keeney. And he um, says that shaking is the key that opens the door to the wild. And so for thus, uh, us in modern civilization where we don't get to shake, it's really a taboo thing. Because in fact, when missionaries saw these different tribes doing this shaking, they thought it was sexual or demonic or whatever, and they tried to suppress it and get them to stop. They made it illegal to shake. You know? But fortunately, <laughs> shaking has endured. They may have stopped it temporarily, but it hasn't stopped altogether. And you'll see in a lot of uh, indigenous populations that they have some version of shaking, some version of dancing that involves kind of a shaking motion. So it's universal across all continents. The wisdom of the body, right? Yeah, the wisdom of the body and the wisdom of movement. There are times where we need stillness, and that is absolutely right and correct. And there are times that we need motion, and that is very, very healing. 
I mean, it's it's really a great thing to do. And you could just start if you're you know new to it and feel a little silly, you can just start shaking your hands and then just shake your arms and then just you know let more of your body get involved. And you'll find that, especially if you put to music that you really enjoy, that really kind of gets your juices going, it's a very pleasurable experience. It's very, very, very healing. And I think it's you know, it's interesting, NASA does this when they, I don't know if they still do it, but they used to do it. But when the astronauts come back, one of the things they do is put them on a shaking machine and their shaking machines are pretty intense. It's kind of like a paint shaker. <laughs> it's, like, rah, 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 rah. <laughs> it's really intense, <laughs> but it's that same principle of getting the blood flow and, and getting the lymph glands working and um, doing it like that. So I, I tried one of those machines. It's pretty intense. It's pretty weird. But uh, I think it's more fun to just do it naturally at your own pace. And you can shake gently, lightly, or if you're the kind of person that likes a big old vigorous shake, you can do that too. So you pace yourself. You listen to what, what feels good to your body. Yeah. Like I said, our, our, our bodies know so much and we let our brains get in the way a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, shaking is a really good way to reconnect with what feels good to the body. And um, I learned this from uh, someone in New York City. And whenever I would go to New York City, my mother used to live in New York City, so I would go there once or twice a year. And whenever we'd go, he had this big penthouse on, he looked over the Hudson River, and we would just shake for 45 minutes. And, it, it, you know, no matter what was hurting when I walked in that door, it stopped hurting by the time I walked out that door. <laughs> it's just really ama an amazing thing to think about all the all the natural healing things that we have within our reach, you know, that don't require experts or buying products or whatever. They just are natural things that we can do like shaking and we see that in the dogs all the time they role model this for us yeah they model a lot of things for us don't they they really do they really do well you know they live in their bodies much more than we do we just kind of visit our bodies when it's time to eat or something <laughs> <laughs> or sleep or you know whatever yeah but they are they they are very connected to what feels right and what feels wrong and what they need to adjust and how to adjust it. And they, uh, we're, you know, we're watching our dogs now adjust to the desert because we're out in the country. And at first they were like, oh my God, what is this prickly thing? And now it's like, okay, I know how to get that out. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they've figured it out. It's amazing what, what, how they uh, pay attention to what feels good, what doesn't feel good. And to just watch them find a nice place to lay down or find a nice place moment to go trot and follow something and some scent you know and off they go and yeah it'd be you know we you know obviously as humans we we live in a different universe of experience but we can add some of that in we can add some of that in i want to talk about the value between the alternation of stimulation and relaxation and then yeah. talk about it in terms of in use of ptsd yeah so this is you know Part of my theory in working with soldiers with PTSD, one of the things I discovered is that one of the symptoms of PTSD is the brain kind of goes on lockdown. You know, it, it locks in a certain mode and it could be locking on a four alarm fire mode or it could be locking in shutdown or numbness or whatever, but it, the brain gets very inflexible and then the emotions and thoughts get very inflexible. So 
what I realize is that we need to begin to restore the neuroplasticity, which is the ability of the brain to make new neuronal connections and have new experiences and see things differently. And one way we do that is by inviting people to move differently. So we have a lot of games that are designed that are just silly and fun, you know, from our improv comedy background. And we will ask people to follow the leader. So I might lead a silly little move like this, and then everybody does that. And the next person leads a, a different silly move, and we do that. And when, whenever we're moving our body in new ways, we're inviting the brain to make new connections and to process things differently and experience things differently. And if you've got 12 people in a group and you've moved 12 different ways that you don't normally move, it gets your brain moving. And so what I discovered in this class is that we need to do an alternation between the relaxation state, what people who are meditators would be familiar with that, the this very calm kind of alpha state and with the beta state, which is, you know, really, yeah, you know, kind of active and moving, moving the body and being playful. And it's the alternation of both of these things that I think have the most benefit. So some people will do mindfulness meditation. That's great. But I think you need both. I think you need to have the alternation between the relaxation response and the stimulation, which is stimulation just being movement and play and anything that's pleasurable to see, hear, feel, touch, smell, taste, you know, involving the senses. And that's what begins to restore neuroplasticity. And all of a sudden, people are seeing things differently, feeling things differently, and then living things differently. Mm -hmm. So that's my little theory of one of the ways that you can help with PTSD. Of course, it's a complex problem, but this is one of the things that I really see helping people. And we're doing a program right now at the VA for the therapists, for the practitioners there. And I'm putting them through all these silly exercises and they love it. They come in from some really difficult sessions and you know, you can tell as they walk in the door, it's like, whoa, this person has had to hear some rough stuff. And, you know, they're carrying that load, that energy, uh, that experience. And um, if you've worked with some soldiers don't like to talk, but some like to give you so much detail that you can smell the burning flesh. You know what I mean? They, you know, and it can be really a lot to be a therapist and have to listen all day long. And so giving them some tools to shake it off and to learn other. So we have about a dozen different methods that, that are kind of quick methods like the shake off that all work a little bit differently. And sometimes one will work and sometimes another will work, which is why it's good to have more than one tool in your toolbox. But I found that the shaking is absolutely invaluable. So I hope people listening and watching will uh, consider putting a little shaking routine into their lives. I love it. Yeah. Absolutely love it. Yeah. yeah. Let's take a uh, let's take a quick break here. Sounds like a good idea. All right, be right back. Hey, friends! If you like what you're hearing and want to learn more, check out Dr. Joseph's book. The Human-Animal Connection, Deepening Relationships with Animals and Ourselves. Or visit the website, thehumananimalconnection.org, to book an online consultation. Thank you for loving animals. Now back to the show. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Hey folks, welcome back. Thanks for staying with us. We got some more wonderful stuff to talk about. Jeannie, I think you got something to share with us. I do. It's from the Kalahari Bushmen, and they 
are the masters of shaking. This, these are the group that does the shaking for healing and the medicine men will vibrate and, and move disease out, pain out, illness out. It's amazing what they can do. So a quote from them, they say, in our worldview, first creation is still present, always ready to breathe it, shaking and changing into the stuck world of language. So I just love that, 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 that language can create stuckness. You know, some of our ideas and thoughts that way we use talk, you know, negativity and so on can get energy stuck and the shaking can shake that out. And these people have been doing this. I don't know how many thousands. I don't thousands of years. I think this is a really old tribe. You know, it's, it's really. If it didn't work, they wouldn't keep doing it because no one's paying them to do it. <laughs> it's not billed to insurance, <laughs> but it works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's amazing. And there's there's other tribes and other cultures. Yeah. Other many many other practices. Yeah. Um, so the shakers. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. 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 I, I was really excited when you were talking about you know the stimulation and the relaxation. Um, I, I teach a form of qigong. And I do this thing with with certain folks where we create a lot of tension in the body, huh. right? When we're uh -huh. standing when, and we start maybe it's just with a fist and then we All get right. to where maybe we're tightening every single muscle we can uh -huh. and releasing that. Yeah. And the, the effect on some people, I mean, some just, they just break down crying. They're releasing. Oh. So, I mean, it's beautiful. Yeah. But it's, it's this thing that we, we, just instantly go into tension when something happens. We don't maybe right. realize it and we don't right. know how to release ourselves from that. So right. This, this helps show you that, you know, you can um, help yourself a little differently in, in understanding, oh, now I'm in tension. Oh, okay. My body knows how to relax. Right. And we don't have to overthink it. So I just, I got all excited when you were. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. That's a perfect example of, of the alternation of the opposite states of tension, relaxation, movement, and stillness. All of these different elements really help to restore balance, meaning restore the ability to find the neutral or the central position, which is where we want to be. We don't want to always be stressed and tense and activated. We don't want to always be dopey and sleepy. We want to be somewhere in the middle and, you know, able to move to the different states when it's time to go to sleep. We want to move into that sleep state and that relaxation, that deep relaxation. But that's a wonderful way of doing it is by um, deliberately consciously choosing to tense all the muscles and deliberately consciously choosing to relax. Because as you know, when people uh, respond, they contract or tense in the presence of adversity, and then they don't realize that they're still tense. And you know, like if they had a bad day at work, and then they don't realize that they're still go driving home in that tension and rocking into the house with that tension and seeing the dog with that tension, the dog goes, Whoa, <laughs> hey man, like chill, babe. <laughs> like, Somebody needs a belly rub, yeah, really, <laughs> yeah, not just the dog. <laughs> Exactly right. So this is a wonderful thing because movement is life. And even when we say movement, it doesn't have to be like uh, playing football or doing ballet. It, it can be the simplest movement. It can be just stretching. It can be just moving in ways that are different. It can be shaking. All of these ways are ways that we can restore vitality. So one of the things that I really enjoy about shaking is that I can be really tired. Oh, I don't feel like shaking today, but I'll, I'll just shake for three minutes. And then I shake for three minutes and it's like, wow, 
I could shake for five or 10, you know, there's just, it's just like, it feels good. Why would I stop? So that's a really nice thing to do is that you don't have to do it for a long period of time. You can do it for whatever time your, your body feels good about. So how, how does it free up energy? I, I know yoga was actually designed to stretch the body to open the mm -hmm. meridians and the, the yeah. different energetic pathways in the body. Yeah. So how, how yeah. does shaking open that up? So shaking you know, reduces tension. And when you reduce tension, you free up energy. So shaking is just a very, especially gentle shaking. You know, you don't have to shake in a way that is like a, a paint can shaker like the NASA astronauts, but it, it's just a gentle shaking that gets the cobwebs out in metaphorically speaking, you know, getting the, getting the, loosening the joints and softening and giving energy because actually one of the things we need to do sometimes when we're tired and i'm not talking about dead tired but when we're just a little tired is we need to actually move more and get the circulation going and get the breath going and shaking gets the breath going and if you're really um, willing to go the next step with shaking you're going to add sound so not pushing sound but there's a sound that would naturally come when you're shaking so it might go you know just whatever's natural to you and that really adds a whole nother level of freedom so adding the voice in which for some people is a little they're not as comfortable so that's okay you can work up to that but if you are comfortable doing that 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 sort of adds another layer of freedom wonderful <laughs> yay yay so that's great so um in our next podcast we are going to talk about what i call the order of the senses and how it's really important to pay attention to if our senses are in order or out of order so we'll talk about how that happens for shelter dogs how they get their senses out of order and what it means to help them get their senses back in order and when our senses get out of order we get very, very stressed and we don't even know why. So that's what we'll talk about in our next show. I hope you'll join us. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. Aloha for now. Aloha for now. Thank you for tuning into the Human Animal Connection Show. Please visit our website, thehumananimalconnection.org. There you can sign up for our free email newsletter, book a consultation, or check out our blogs and resources. Our best-selling book, The Human-Animal Connection, is available on Amazon. And your donation of any amount keeps our nonprofit organization providing life-changing services. You can reach Michael Overly, author of Let Your Dog Lead, musings on how to create an exceptional life, on his website at dogsandmen.com or email michael at dogsandmen.com. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.